Hello, everybody. This is the 4th of July, 2021. Independence Day. And we're thankful that the Lord has extended our lives until this moment to celebrate the independence of our country. I wanted, before going into any further details, I wanted to thank the choir this morning. It's a great reminder of what we have. And we'll have it back very soon. I want to thank Randy and the worship team, the kids' choir, and thank you, Sonia, for being a part of this. We, I thank you, Randy, also for such a great song. Didn't you like it? It was a great song. And we are so thankful for this presentation. That is a wonderful beginning of this great day in our lives. May the Lord reward you, Randy and Sonia, and all those who participated. And your labor will not go in vain at all in the Lord. God bless you, and God bless America. Let's say a word of prayers. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together on this great Sunday morning, the 4th of July, a day where we celebrate freedom and liberty in this great land. We pray that you bless this word and bless each and every one. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen. During some of the darkest days of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln reminded his fellow Americans that we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. And I took this morning a verse from Psalm 144 and verse 15. I want to read it to you. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. To be born in a land of freedom, to live in a nation founded upon the principles of the Bible, and to learn about those founding fathers and what they did to give us this life is a great gift seldom appreciated by this generation. The core group of patriots who shaped the political, legal, and religious foundation of our nation is one of many privileges that we Americans should be proud of and honor to have. No other nation, mind you, no other nation under the sun has the solid foundation that America have. And this is the secret of our success and superiority. John Adams, the second president, said, 
the general principles upon which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. That's the secret. I will avow that I believed. That's what he said. I will avow that I believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. Ulysses S. Grant, the 18th president, said, Hold fast to the Bible. That's the president. Hold fast to the Bible as the sheet anchor of your liberties. Write, write its precepts in your hearts. Practice them in your lives. To the influence of this book are indebted for all the progress made in true civilization. And to this, we must look as our guide in the future. That was then. And then came President Eisenhower. He said, recognition of the supreme being is the first. Amen. The most basic and expression of Americanism. Without God, he said, without God, there could be no American form of government, nor American way of life. Where are we today vis-a-vis this? Oh, for men and women today, those who are in leadership, to take a stand for God and country, realizing that no nation can be strong except in the strength of God, or safe except in his righteousness. For the Bible teaches righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. This is in Proverbs 14.34. It's a day to rejoice with our liberty, but... I want to bring before you a few things. Number one, question. Have we forgotten how we began? Have we forgotten how we began? Are we willing to keep standing? I pray that by the grace of God, we, we will. Are we willing to defend this freedom that we have and paid for by blood, especially the freedom to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and spread his word. We have much to admire and love and be thankful for being able to call America our home. But I look around and see that our nation is rapidly drifting from its biblical foundation. Our zeal and the freedom we have to serve God and to promote the gospel in our land is slowly, slowly disintegrating. Most families now, I am sad to report, most families 
don't go to church anymore. And if they go, it is on special occasions. And youth entertainment is the very first thing that comes on their agenda. And many of our churches have drifted from teaching the truth. They changed to social gatherings and etc., etc. Our schools and universities have abandoned God. And our education system is not anymore the number one in the world. These are statistics. I wonder why. We veered from the original standard. And I bring this to attention. And I hope America will wake up. Abraham Lincoln said, we have forgotten. That's then. We have forgotten the gracious hand which has preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched us and strengthened us and have vainly imagined in our deceitful of our hearts that all these blessings we produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Thomas Jefferson said, God gave us life. He gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? Indeed, I tremble, he says, for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. You know, we have taken the liberty that we have and used it to display lawlessness and unethical behavior toward our fellow citizens. Our schools and universities are teaching our children the love of self instead of loving God first and then love our neighbor and then loyalty to our country. There's no fear of God in this educational institute anymore. What are they teaching nowadays in schools? Are they teaching about God? Thank God for few churches who are left that are teaching the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am impressed and I hope you appreciate also what the worship team, the kids, and all the programs that we are doing. And thank you, Randy, again, and putting together to educate these wonderful children and to teach them like from their yet their childhood and youth about the Lord Jesus Christ. And may all grow up to serve the Lord as we have seen this morning. Indeed, 
we have abused the liberty that we have. And what are they teaching the children? Schools and universities today are teaching our children the love of self instead of loving God first. Love your neighbor, as we said. Love your country. It's not there anymore. There's no fear of God in the universities anymore. Do you know that most of America's oldest universities were started by preachers and churches? I, I made some research, and I will bring to your attention two universities. Harvard, how about that? Harvard University, for example, which was founded in 1636, adopted rules and precepts which stated, I'll read it to you, let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is to know God, to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. Take that if you can. Harvard, the original seal of the university has upon these words in the seal. Truth for Christ and the church. Yale College, Yale now, Yale College, established in 1701, with, with a stated goal that every student shall consider the main end of his study to wit, to know God in Jesus Christ, and answerably to lead a godly and sober life. Unfortunately, as time went by, a philosophical shift took place in America, and the biblical principles for education were slowly abandoned, with sad and tragic consequences, resulting in shutting God out of our schools and universities. Is it strange? Is it strange? Is it a strange thing to find as a result, that the home now is broken, the family life is almost non-existent, our society is ungodly, and our national life is in complete chaos. Add to that, Christianity is being persecuted. Why? I believe that the founders were correct in asserting that America would fail if it lost its religious foundation. What do we need to do? In brief, let's go on our knees. This is my call this morning. Let us go on our knees. And let me remind you, we are engaged in a great spiritual battle that threatens our country, our families, and our lives. And our only weapon is the power of prayer. Our founding fathers knew the power and purpose of prayer. 
from our nation's beginnings through times of war and tragedy, we have been called to pray that the hand of Almighty God might show forth His mercy and intervene, intervene with His grace toward America. As God heard the prayers of the saints before and of the nation before, and God blessed America, and He will bless it again if we return to Him. You know, six years ago, what about that? Six years ago, I ended my 4th of July message with the following verse from Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. Most of you know it. And it says, If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn them from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will hear their land. We have the resources. And all the resources of Almighty God and His Word are available for us. Because He rules the affair of men. And nothing is too hard for him. Can America go back to God? It depends, number one, of us going back to him. And what do we need to do? Let's bend our knees and humble our hearts and start praying. We have taken so many things for granted until the devil, the enemy of God, the, the enemy of America, messed it up. Let's be willing to help turn this great nation back to God. Let us stand in the gap and make our lives available to be used by God. God wants to come and bless America. And that's the good news I want to give you on this day. Before you go home. God is willing to come again and visit America. And may God help this church to be on our knees for this nation. That God has blessed with so many things. And he's able more than that. To forgive our sins. And he's able to heal our nation. We need to go on our knees. And we need to stand. For God first. And for our country, America. May God bless you. May God help us. And I wish you. Today, a happy fourth. You know, I have one thing to say also. 
See you next week. Here in the church. Again, see you next week. In our church. And help us, Lord, to obey you and do your will. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for the liberty that we have and the freedom that you gave us and that was bought for us by the blood of our forefathers. Lord, we need to continue. We need to take a stand. We need to live for you. We need to rebuild. And we need to start really preaching the gospel without fear. So our homes will go back to where they should be. Our lives will be revived. Revive this nation, Lord. And bless those who are in authority to turn to you and listen to what you say and open their hearts for your salvation and your blessings. Bless each and every one, Lord. We thank you we have the opportunity to come back and reopen the church and we pray that we'll be back next week, Lord. Help us to be ready to come praise you and honor you. Please be with every family. Give us a happy fourth, each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The meeting is over.